raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Hello, I'm Nigel. Hammer's right over there with a special guest at the DriveHubler.com hotline. He is a part of the wake-up call with KB and Andy on our sister station, 107.5 The Fan. The KB of that is Kevin Bowen. He joins us now. Uh, Kevin, tomorrow's the day. That's the deadline that was supposed to be set in stone for a Jonathan Taylor trade. What's the latest? Yeah, um, at 4 o'clock tomorrow. And, and let me just first say this is the Colts self-imposed deadline, if you will. There really is no NFL deadline. I mean, yes, roster cuts are tomorrow, but the NFL trade deadline is actually not until Halloween. So, you know, I just wanted to point that out. Mm. Uh, but ha- having said that, I think that there's a real possibility that something could happen. I think Johnson Taylor, to say he is disgruntled, to say he is upset, would be an understatement. Um, and obviously the Colts ultimately – control him right now from a contractual standpoint and what they can do trade-wise. But, you know, I, I think it's one of these things that if you're the Colts, you've kind of, kind of got to look in the mirror in the next 24 hours and say, are we just delaying the inevitable with this and that, you know, it's not like he's going to be happy anytime soon unless all of a sudden the Colts have a change of heart and wanting to give him a contract extension. So, you know, maybe you sweeten the – the final year of his rookie deal right now, again, maybe you do something very different from what they have done this offseason because they've made it clear that they're not negotiating with him right now. Um, unless that happens and it's a total 180, um, it seems to me that you know I don't really know how much good it does to keep him here if you have no desire to give him what he wants in a multi-year deal moving forward. Hey, KB, how did we get to this point with Jonathan Taylor? all-star running back like how how in the world did we did this come out of nowhere was this something that was simmering or brewing like when did this all start yeah it's a great question i mean, we probably need frankly <laughs> a lot longer than just 10 minutes to, <laughs> to go over um at all I, i'd say some combination of you know 4 12 and 1 happened um, the running back market around the NFL has been devalued. The Colts have had a change of heart with past precedent. And typically under Chris Ballard, and not even typically, they almost always have given players three years into their NFL deal or uh, NFL careers that have outperformed the rookie contracts. They've given them extensions. Taylor would certainly fall into the boat of somebody that's outperformed his rookie deal. Um, Taylor had an, you know, a, a high ankle sprain that was very nagging last season that, that clearly um, is impacting certainly his availability this offseason and potentially some of these contract talks as well. Shane Steichen came here. Uh, is there a change of philosophy? Is there a challenging of the Chris Bauer blueprint from Shane Steichen. So I think there are a lot of layers to this. That's why it's so complicated. Both sides, I think, actually have a decent amount of, um, you know, debatable material, if you will. Um, But to the broader point, it's just disappointing that you're talking about a dude that is on the side of Lucas Oil Stadium. We all see it driving in from I-70 right there in the southwest corner. And now he could be gone. And what is that message that you're sending? Both parties, Taylor and the Colts, what is that message you're sending to Anthony Richardson? I I think that's something that that, that can't be lost here either. Kevin, how much of this 
is the fact that Jonathan Taylor got new representation. He gets a new owner. And then, like Nigel said, just like that, it went from almost like what we saw with Victor Oladipo with the Pacers, a guy the city got behind, everybody loved. Next thing you know, he's ripping the organization. Like, is this something that the new agent may have a hand in? Yeah, I'd say maybe like... I don't know, maybe some of the public matter in this. Certainly the agent has acted, in my opinion, pretty childish on Twitter. But, I mean, Taylor's displeasure happened before he got this agent. I mean, he fired the previous agent for a reason, and that was because he obviously wanted to try and seek out whatever it is, for running back money, multi-year length. You know, clearly he had some issues before this. Um, and guys do this. I mean, guys, I wouldn't say frequently, but I mean, there are plenty of Colts players that have fired and hired, you know, different agents throughout their time in, in Indianapolis. So that is not as shocking to me. But again, Taylor, you know, probably early 2023 is when I would have to peg of, uh, of when he probably got a little bit of inkling of like, oh, wow, um, they're not even negotiating here. And, and how should I handle that? So, you know, he looks at it from, um, I'm the fifth highest paid player on this offense. And if you're going to go out there and debate right now, you know, who are the best players in this offense, Jonathan Taylor would probably be atop that list. So that's where his displeasure comes from. And if you're the Colts, they look at it and they say, well, we've got a new head coach and um, we're not just going to hand out these contract extensions now willy nilly. And, um, you know, you battled this ankle. They haven't really brought up the injury as much as, you know, maybe some others have, but you know, that has probably got to be a factor here. So, that's where you've seen just two very, very divided parties on this. And, and again, I don't see this easy resolution happening. Kevin Bowen joining us from 107.5 The Fan, part of the morning show over there. Uh, one more thing here on the Colts before we move on to some college football, which is playing meaningful games already. Anthony Richardson got some reps against the Eagles. Um, can we take anything away from what we've seen from Anthony Richardson so far? Well, I think certainly, and it's pretty obvious after you watch him for one play, it's a very different style quarterback to what the Colts are used to having. Uh, frankly, I can't recall a team in NFL history going from a, such a contrasting style from Matt Ryan to, to Anthony Richardson. Um, I think what you get in Anthony Richardson is, is you get a guy that can create a little bit and can do some things off script for those that watch the the preseason finale last Thursday, I mean, there were moments where the play looked dead. There were plays that looked like they'd be a negative play, and Richardson can turn them into a positive. There's also moments where it looks like a simple positive is right there, and boom, the fastball goes 99 miles per hour out of his arm, and it's an incompletion, and now you're having to be in those moments where you need his kind of creative ability to get you out of a position that he has kind of helped put you in with, you know, some inaccurate plays. So, you know, his completion percentage certainly has to rise. But again, he provides that element where you can draw up an X and O on a whiteboard and you can think it's perfectly drawn up. But when that breaks down, what happens? Is the play over? I mean, last year, the Colts had plays over pretty quickly. And now they've got a guy that can extend and can create and and do some of those things. So I think if you get out of the uh, stats and the box scores from the preseason – I think you will see a QB that, again, has some intriguing qualities. A ton of development and support is needed. Um, but I think you got to be pretty pleased if you're a Colts fan of seeing the hope and thinking, okay, there is something here. Now it's time to watch this project 
and see how much he can evolve. Got about a minute left here uh, chatting with Kevin Bowen, part of the wake-up call with KB and Andy on the fan. Uh, college football, meaningful games already underway. Your Irish had a big blowout win against Navy over the weekend. Notre Dame's transfer quarterback looked for real. Purdue hoping their transfer quarterback looks for real. Indiana has a transfer quarterback from Tennessee, but I don't know if we've heard who's starting for Indiana yet, have we? Yeah, no update yet from Tom Allen. I'm sure Ryan Day and Ohio State are just having sleepless nights. <laughs> who possibly could be the starting quarterback for the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, to me, when you're in year six of a head coaching era, which Tom Allen, I believe it's year six, uh, and your over-under win totals three and a half, that sums up everything you need to know about how that coach's era is, is going and how the program is at this point. So, yeah, Taven Jackson, uh, Brendan Sorsby, we'll, we'll see come Saturday at 3.30 against Ohio State what happens. And then Hudson Card, I think, is a very intriguing name for, for Purdue. Transferred in from Texas. Um, Ryan Walters is a defensive-minded head coach, but they're going to try and get back to kind of the – which Aiden O'Connell certainly had this, but, you know, those olden days of, you know, Purdue kind of throwing it all over the yard, uh, which Purdue, again, ha- has you know, tried to maintain. And, again, Aiden O'Connell was certainly that. Uh, but Purdue's got a tough schedule. I mean, Fresno State won 10 games last year. Uh, they're barely favored at home on Saturday. So uh, expectations in year one um, certainly be something to keep an eye on uh, with, uh, with Ryan Walters and company. Where can we get more coverage, my friend? Yeah, 107.5, the fan. Again, those roster cuts like we talked about. They are due tomorrow at 4 o'clock, the Jonathan Taylor situation. We'll get some answers tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Might not just be the trade. Uh, And then we'll also have you uh, covered on our morning show. That is the wake-up call with myself, uh, Kevin Bowen, and uh, Andy Sweeney, 7 to 10 a.m. over on the fan. KB, thanks so much, man. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, guys. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.